What up, world? Welcome to Podcast Tuesday, as you know. Uh, I am Brian Janu, and this is the Brian Janu Show. And, like always on Podcast Tuesday, it's I Believe Sports. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and like always, all podcast platforms, you already know. Brian Janu Show, uh, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook, uh, Brian Janu Show, and of course, of course, of course, of course, uh, YouTube channel, Brian Janu Show. Get to it, man. Like I said, today is I believe sports. Now, usually, you know, I talk about all the sports that's going on and everything, but tonight I want to just focus on one thing. So let's get into it. If you have been watching I believe sports since I've started it in September, October, <laughs> it's damn shame. Um, September, October, you've noticed I haven't really talked too much. About the NBA. Well, that's about to change. Or is it? So, this past weekend was the All-Star Weekend um, for the NBA. And it was in Indiana. And, you know, for a lot of people, they would say the holy grail of basketball. Now, a lot of people would say it's New York, but Indiana take basketball. Super fucking serious. So, the All-Star game was in Indiana. And, man, um, this All-Star weekend sucked. I, did, I didn't really watch, because uh, I usually watch the Celebrity Game on Fridays, but I haven't even watched that in a couple years. Um, the rookie, new the, the way they kind of do now, the rookie challenge thing, where they break off all these different rookies and let them have different teams, which is not just like they tried it with the world. It was it used to be rookie sophomore when I was a kid, then it became the U.S. versus the world. Now it's like separate, you know, teams with, you know, legendary head coaches, and they just playing all types of rookies and sophomores, and they letting them play. I actually think that's a good idea. I actually like that, that concept. It's just nobody watches that shit. You, you you barely know the rookies. You barely know the sophomores. You don't really watch it. So it's 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 been a part of the the weekend. But if it's not some superstar players like I remember in two thousand and three, like the two thousand two draft class versus the sophomores. That was the sophomores versus uh, the rookie class, which was Carmelo, D Wade, and LeBron and Chris Bosh. Like it was a lot of people. On that rookie class, man. In some years, you watch it because you want to see how that looks. I mean, it was the, you know, the rookie sophomore game was when you saw, you know, Kyrie Irving cross over Brandon Knight and just like break his fucking ankles, and everybody like, ooh, that nigga, ooh, shit. But We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Fridays. We talk about Saturdays and Sundays when it comes to the NBA. And that is the All-Star Week Saturday, uh, you know, pretty much like their own, uh, the Saturday night uh, All-Star Weekend, which is the Skills Challenge, three-point competition, and the Slam Dog Contest. And, of course, the last game, the last night, Sunday night, is the All-Star Game. 
I'm to the point now with the All-Star Weekend where you got to get rid of it. Um, most of the competitions really don't matter uh, to the participants. Um, I'm going to tell you what I did. Saturday, I watched the, the Skills Challenge. I haven't seen an NBA Saturday night in years. But Saturday, I watched the Skills Challenge. I like the new concept. I thought it was really dope. Like I said, I haven't seen it in a year. So I thought it was a really dope concept. I'm like, all right, that's, that's what's up. I like the skill challenge. I thought it was really dope. I know a lot of people was like, ah, I get rid of the skill challenge. But I like the skill challenge. I think it was a really dope, dope thing. Um, the best highlight of the whole entire weekend, the best thing on the entire weekend was literally the three-part contest. That's the best part of the whole weekend is the three-point competition because they actually try. They actually want to win the fucking trophy. You have also stars that actually participate in that shit. Trey Young, who is the franchise player of Atlanta. Dame Dollar, who has been one of the greatest players of the last decade. Like, And I know people are going to be like, no, Dame has, Dame has been one of the greatest players of the last decade. Stop it. Carl Anthony Towns, who was the number one pick overall a couple years ago. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, who, for the most part, was probably one of the best players in Sacramento before they traded him to Indiana, and now he's the face of the Indiana Pacers. Um, who else was in there down three-point con? Jalen Bronson. Jalen Bronson, who was one of the best, uh, who right now is taking over the New York Knicks and making the Knicks actually a prominent basketball team again. So you had people that was actually physically in that shit and actually participating that actually wanted to win the motherfucker. Donovan Mitchell, who for the most part was the was a franchise player in Utah, got moved to Cleveland and literally is trying to be something that Cleveland fans haven't seen since LeBron James, which is another franchise caliber player. The three-point contest is exciting. It actually matters because people want to participate in it. And for the All-Star Weekend, that's what you want. You want, if you're going to do the All-Star Weekend, you want your stars to feel like they got to participate in that shit. The fact of the matter is, I watched like the Skill Challenge and I like the Skill Challenge. But if you watch the, the people that participate in the Skill Challenge, you're like, Anthony Edwards didn't want to be in that shit. He shot the ball left-handed. He didn't want to be in that shit. Victor Wimanyama is big as fuck. And like I've been saying, he can be a veteran. He could be that guy. He can be that one day. But I don't believe he's that right now. I forgot the other number one pick they had. They had Anthony Edwards, they had Victor Wimanyama. Oh, and Pablo Becaro, who I think is going to be a superstar in the league. And then you had the All-Stars, which was Trey Young, Scotty Barnes, and Trey Young, Scotty Barnes. I forgot who was the other All-Star. I want to say, oh, Tyrese Maxey. Not bad names. I mean, Scott, if you don't know Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes in Toronto, you haven't watched him, boy could play, man. He was a rookie of the year before. So, it's always Maxie, I've been saying for the longest, is the best one to punch with Joel and be when Joel's ha- healthy. 
and everybody knows I fought with Trey Young, so that's my guy. And then you had the team of Indiana. I like that. I thought that was a good idea. I think, like, the whole city should have their three best players participate. The All-Stars could have probably had a little bit more umph. They could have had maybe somebody else participate. They could have tried to get some more big names. They didn't really get any. The number one picks was, uh, it is what it is. Those are the last three number one picks. Cool. Where I think the problem is starting to lie, though, is the three-point contest is cool. Skill challenge is great. The only reason why I stayed to watch the whole what, Saturday night is the three-point contest because I saw who's going to be in it. I'm like, I got to watch this. And then I wanted to watch uh, Steph Curry and Sabrina Nadesco, Inesco go up against each other. I was like, I got to watch this shit because I watched Sabrina in Oregon. And then I've watched it in the in the WNBA, one of the best free throw, one of the best three point shooters in the entire league. The fact that she went out there and scored twenty six points, she would have been in the finals. She would have been tied with Dame Lillard to win the trophy that night. Just want to point that out. Steph Curry is the king though of threes. We get we can get in that conversation. Where this all brought into is what you end the show with, which Reggie Miller said they should make the three-point contest the final event, which I totally agree. Matter of fact, I'm getting to the point with a three-point contest where it's just like, bro, just let that be the whole Saturday night. I like the skill challenge, but you don't really need it. And the dunk contest sucks. It's, it's not even inventive anymore. That's the one thing about this, because this is the thing. Every year we watch the dunk contest now, and we go back, and, we, and I go back and watch Vince Carter, and I go back and watch Michael Jordan and, Do, and Dominique. I go back and watch Nate Robinson. I go back and watch Spud Webb. I go back and watch uh, uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon in 2016, which to me was really the last dunk contest that actually was competitive, and it actually made sense, and it actually was creative. That was the last dunk contest. That was really actually a real dunk contest. People have been living off that high for damn near eight years now. That was 2016. It is 2024. Eight fucking years since that dunk contest. That shit sounds crazy. I know people would be like, nah, 2020 dunk contest is great. The final fucked up. Dwayne Wade literally cheated for his fucking teammate. Like, bro, that to me already erased... And I know, dunk contests, some people already will pick who they pick, but no. Dwayne Wade knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. I cannot with that dunk contest. They need to get rid of the dunk contest. That, that's not too many more creative ways you can dunk. Well, I saw a TikTok yesterday, a couple dudes dunking, I like, but... There's not too many creative ways you could dunk that people would like to dunk in the NBA without blowing a knee or blowing something because you've already put it in their heads. Injuries are too vital nowadays. You can't you can't get injured like talking about it. The second reason why I get rid of the dunk contest is nobody wants to participate in it. And when they do, 
You see what they did Saturday night, and they just let Jalen Brown walk to the finals because he's the bigger name. It's like, if you're not a good dunker, we're not putting you in the finals, my guy. But because he's a bigger name, you needed eyes on a dunk contest. You just kept him in to go to the finals. It's like, nah. There's always been this thing about who killed the dunk contest. Stephen A. has Stephen A. Smith on first take has been very adamant that it's been LeBron James, and I 100% agree. It's LeBron James. LeBron James kept putting people into this idea that he's going to do it, and every year he get a he go to him at the All Star game and say, "Hey, LeBron, you're gonna are you gonna participate in the dunk contest next year?" And he'd be like, "You know, seeing how this is tonight, I I I, I might have to do it. I might have to do it." And then there come, and we knew he wasn't doing it. Because LeBron's not a, a, a creative dunker. He's an in-game dunker. And I think he knows that. That's why he's never done it. And this isn't one of those Mike versus LeBron comparisons. Mike was literally a dunker. He could create a dunk. He could do whatever the fuck he needed to do in the game. He was that dude. LeBron is not that. He knows his strengths. He knows who the fuck he is. But the fact that he kept playing like he was going to do it is what killed the dunk contest. Because it's not like you didn't have any all-stars do the dunk contest. Dwight Howard was the face of a franchise and did like three dunk contests. Like, and I'm talking about like the peak of the Orlando Magic. He was literally the Orlando Magic's. The Orlando Magic at that time, in 2008 to 2009. He was the guy. And he still chose to do the dunk contest. Now, LeBron James has literally looked at everybody in the camera and said, Oh, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it. We got to see, though. We got to see. We got to see. We got to see. LeBron killed the dunk contest because he made a lot of these kids feel like they don't have to participate. Or the only way I participate is if I'm an all-star. Like, because I'm already going to be in the city. So let me go ahead and be an all-star. So I do the dunk contest. Why not? And that, to me, is truly what killed the, the slam dunk contest. Like I said, there's been times where they've had legendary, they've had legendary dunk contests in the last couple of years. 2009 with, you know, uh, Dwight uh, Howard and Nate Robinson. That was actually a really good dunk contest. But every so often, we get more bad dunk contests than we get actually good dunk contests. 2016 was a perfect example. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. That shit made sense. One of the best dunk contests I've ever seen. But also, what I've learned is like, because we always talk about the 2000 dunk contest with Vince Carter. We only talk about it because it's Vince Carter. If Vince Carter's not in that dunk contest, that dunk contest is not good. I grew up with Jason Richardson being the slam dunk contest champion for a couple years. And every year, Jason Richardson was in a slam dunk contest. It was one of the best slam dunk contests. We don't get that man enough credit for his slam dunk contest victories. Because he killed it. Nate Robinson is another one. We don't give him too much credit for his slam dunk contest. Like, that motherfucker was killing shit. The 2006 slam dunk contest? Oh, my God. In Houston? Dude killed, man. But you don't have that anymore. You don't have the competitiveness. You don't have the, the creativity. 
you ain't even trying. A lot of these dudes that's going out there now is just like nobody else wanted to participate, so I do it. And that's cool. But the problem with this is, is that you're now running into the problem of what is a slam dunk contest? Because you would go get a G-leaguer and let him come and do the slam dunk contest. This man's not even on the active roster of the NBA. And he came and did a slam dunk contest. What the fuck message does that send to the people that want to participate? It doesn't make any sense, man. Which brings me to the All-Star game. For the last seven years, I would say, since 2016, Definitely 2017, because I, I don't remember me watching the 2017 All-Star game. I can't remember. But the All-Star game has turned into the... This this All-Star game is just a reflection of what the NBA is now. That's all it is. The All-Star Game is just a reflection of what the NBA is. It's kind of ass backwards when you go up to a Dame Lillard or LeBron James and you ask them, how do you get this to be competitive? How do you get the All-Star Game to be competitive? And they look at you and they say, I don't know. The fuck you mean you don't know? Y'all just played in that shit. You don't know how to make a game competitive? And this is why I said it's a, it's just a fucking. The problem with the NBA is in the All Star game. Too much fucking offense, no defense. Even in the league, it's not enough offense. I mean, it's not enough defense. There's no way in hell that people should be scoring sixty fucking points in a game. And it's not just one person; it's multiple players. Get rid of the All-Star game. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. We don't need it. It doesn't change anything. I, this is what I would do. Personally, I don't think we need it. What I would do is tell them, listen, y'all will get the week off after the Thursday night game. Go and be with y'all families. Y'all don't have to participate. Wednesday, Thursday, whenever the fuck the last game is for a week, let them go off. I will give y'all a mandatory bye week. The, the whole 30 teams will get a mandatory bye week. Go do your thing. You are all from this Thursday to next Thursday or whatever. Let them have a bye week. Let them chill. Get them out the get them out the, 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 the competitive bubble for a moment. Come back and play the next 37 games and y'all motherfuckers better be competitive. Because it doesn't make sense to have All-Star Weekend anymore. Because dudes are just going there now and mailing it. Mailing it in. They don't want to be there. If you don't want to be there, why the fuck are we playing? Why, why are we having this game? Why? Just so motherfuckers can run up this election? LeBron James, congratulations. 20th consecutive selection into the All-Star game. Congratulations. He played like five minutes. Why the fuck are you there? I'm starting to... 
if you want me to do it logical, let's be logical with the NBA all second, right? Let's do this thing. Let me pay. Let me play devil's advocate. Devil's advocate, right? I think there needs to be a cap on all-star selections. Let's say 15, 16, 17, whatever. Whatever is the, the, the cap for you as a as a selection. I say 18. If you get to 18 selections, because Kevin Durant has been to, what, 16, 17, 18 all-star games, some shit like that now? Steph Curry, I think he said this is like his 15th. No, not 15th, but about like 10th, 10th selection that he's been in the all-star game. There's certain people that's been in the all-star game a little bit too much. I think if you get to 15 all-stars up selections, I say 10, 10 all-star selections. Once you get to like 10, I'll say 15 if you're still in your early, your mid-20s. You know, I think the players that hit a 15-game selection, they shouldn't participate. I personally would say this is how I feel. I would personally say, all right, you got 15 selections. We're going to select you, but you do not have to come. We're going to select you, but you don't have to participate. We're going to give the actual playing time to an actual player that deserves it. Darren Fox, who was a part of the, who was a part of the Kings. Darren Fox is having an amazing season. He didn't even get selected. But somebody like Steph Curry, who's been in there 10 years, and I love Steph. Steph is one of my favorite players. Been a Steph fan since he was at Davidson. But we know he's not going to play. LeBron, 20 years, we know you're not playing. We know you're not going to play the whole entire game. You got to inject youth. We talk about it, but you got to inject youth, which brings me to these young motherfuckers. If y'all going to get into these All-Star games, like a Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, all of these young guys, if you're going to get into the All-Star game, you got to bring back the physicality. You got to bring back the intensity. You got to bring back the defense. I get it. You watching, you know, LeBron and them, and they're like, man, don't even take this shit so serious. It's just one game. We don't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's an all-star game. We don't really care. Like, I get it. But somebody got to be honest with themselves and tell the truth. And that is this. This is a young young players, the Anthony Edwards, the Say Gilgis Alexanders. It starts with you, with the, with the creative, like, pushing the narrative that this is aggression. We need actual aggression because as far as this all-star game shit goes i'm getting to the point with it where it's just like bro you don't even need to play it what the fuck are you playing it for what's the point 400 combined your 400 total fucking points there is no need for an all-star game i get it for people that's gonna sit up here and say man they don't want to get hurt when half of you motherfuckers lower manage through most of the season, the other half barely wants to play. You don't play defense to begin with. Bitch, you better go out there and fucking play for these people. Are you fucking crazy? 
that, that shit's ridiculous. I don't want to hear that bullshit that they don't want to get hurt. Motherfucker, you can get hurt getting out your bed in the morning. What the fuck you talking about? That is the dumbest shit on the planet. But if you don't get hurt, get rid of the All-Star game. Just take the bye. Take your vacation. Go, be gone for a week. Just leave. Which is why I keep saying that's a bigger problem. Because this is the NBA. It's a bigger problem. The NBA is running into a massive problem. Which brings me to another thing. The face of the NBA. This whole week has been, is it LeBron? Who's going to be the face of the NBA after LeBron, after Kevin Durant, after Steph Curry leaves? Nobody wants to speak the truth, but let's be real. There is no face of the NBA after they leave. There will not be a face of the NBA after they leave. It just won't. I love Anthony Edwards. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a beast. If Zion is healthy, Zion is the man. Jason Tatum could definitely be the face of the NBA. Devin Booker, if he would have won one of those rings, would be in a conversation of definitely the face of the NBA. But like I said, it's a bigger problem right now in the NBA where it is a feeling that none of these dudes really want it. They don't want it. None of these dudes want it, man. Maybe Anthony Edwards. But I don't... Yeah, man. The face of the NBA is a hard thing to sell. Some don't have the right marketplace, which is true. Some of the other personality, which is true. And some of them just, you don't relate to. You just don't relate to them. You don't really know them. And that's what the NBA is running into a problem with. Because this season, it should be everybody's dream. Like, this is a good season. Boston is doing what they're doing in the East. New York is back. Cleveland is doing really well this year. And then if you look at the West... It's not LeBron. It's not Kevin Durant. It's not Steph Curry. It's Anthony Edwards. It's Say Gilgis Alexander. It's, you know, the, the defending champions, the Denver Nuggets. It's new breed. It's new blood at the top. And that's something that we should be pushing. But what the fuck do we push? What's wrong with Golden State? Will the Lakers turn it around? Can Phoenix Big Three work? You're not giving anybody new shit. You're not trying. You're not trying to push any new standard, any new technique. And it's it's this is the problem with the NBA. We have become the NBA has become too dependent on LeBron, Steph, and KD to always drag them out the shit. And the problem with that is you haven't pushed anybody. And I get people that want to sit up here and say they have to. These players have to win. Totally 100% agree. But I need people to understand something. For the next 5 to 10 years, I don't think 
that an American-born player, if not named Jason Tatum, is going to win an NBA championship. They will not be the franchise player on a NBA winning championship team. Joel Embiid is from Cameroon. Giannis is from Greece. The Joker, Luca. You gotta go through those. Shea Gilders Alexander, even. He's from Canada. Like, I don't think any American born player, franchise player, can actually win an NBA championship if they're not Jason Tatum. He's the only one with the team, the structure, and the actual identity to win a championship. Which brings me also to one thing. I said last week, I think I said last week, that the Milwaukee Bucks is going to regret firing uh, uh, their old head coach, Griffin. For Doc Rivers. They're 3-7 and seven in since Doc Rivers took over. So it's been an explosion in NBA talk about pretty much that. Doc Rivers taking over the team and pretty much being bad. J.J. Reddick, former player of, of Doc Rivers, been with Doc Rivers for the, from the Clippers to uh, uh, the Sixers. J.J. Redick uh, was on ESPN and was like, look, bro, I've seen this enough. I've seen this where nobody wants to give, where Doc doesn't take accountability. He throws the team under the bus. He always has these these quotes where it's just like he's not trying to take, um, pretty much not take the responsibility of you being the head coach. Austin Rivers, who is clearly Doc Rivers' son, was also who is now also employed by ESPN, was on ESPN today and was like, was on ESPN today and was like, um, what are you talking about? My dad always takes the blame. You know, he's the one that always gets fired for, for shit. You know, when he was up 3-1 against the Denver Nuggets, you know, um, who got fired? He, he had players that didn't even want to be in the bubble. They quit on him. Um, last year, he got fired from Philly because he lost to a team that was better than his. Yeah. You know, but that always takes the blame. But that always takes the blame. Let's get this out the way. Do I think Don Rivers is a great head coach? No, I don't. I don't think he's a great head coach. I think he's good. I think I, I I'm starting to believe in my heart of hearts that that 2008 when he won with the NBA champ when he won with Boston is now becoming more of a of a they were just way hungrier and they wanted it more. Kevin Garnett at the time who got traded that offseason to Boston. Ray Allen, who went from Milwaukee to Seattle, who a lot of people thought was kind of washed as he got to Seattle. Well, I won't say washed, but pretty much was, you know, could have been a, a very viable piece for NBA championship. And then you had a young Ray Rondo and a young Kendrick Perkins before anybody knew what they can really be. 
And the fact of the matter is you won in 2008 with three players that literally wanted to win a championship and knew they needed to win a championship. And the fact of the matter is you sat there, you literally took the credit for that team. And that is 100% commendable. You deserve the credit for that team. 100%. But now every time we have this conversation about him, it's like, oh, he just needs to he's, – he's one of the best head coaches. It's like, bro, every time you've been in the playoffs, when you've been up 3-1, you have lost the fucking lead. And not just lost the lead. You lost a series, bro. Like, this ain't the first time, Austin, that your dad has fucked up a coaching situation. What happens when – what about the year when he got to the Clippers – and the Clippers is up 3-1 over the Houston Rockets. And James Harden sitting on the bench because Clippers up 20-some points. And they just let the fucking Rockets come back. By the way, James Harden was the only player on that team that actually was dominant. And you let Josh Smith bring the Houston Rockets back in that playoff series. And they got they won that series... Does Doc not get blamed for that? Because that is a 100% Doc Rivers situation. He fucked up. That was his problem. He fucked up that series. Okay. Austin, remember when your dad was the coach of the Orlando Magic and he was up 3-1? And he let the Boston Celtics come back and win that series? This is it. Some shit that is just come into fruition. This has been out there. Your dad don't know how to win shit. He don't know how to close shit. Again, if he doesn't have Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray fucking Allen, he never wins a ring because those three dudes were that hungry and they knew they could win a championship. And they wanted to win a championship. And after that, did they win another title? No, they did not. He handled the Ben Simmons situation better than I would have. But even in that sense, you didn't know the role for Ben Simmons? You didn't know how to play Ben Simmons? You know this motherfucker can't shoot free throws. You know he can't shoot free throws. You know he's not good at that shit. And you decided still to put him in the fourth quarter. When you know his confidence was shot and you still played him. I'm sorry, Austin. Your dad deserves all of the hits that he is taking right now. The fact that he now got the job in Milwaukee, and I've been very vocal and said Milwaukee's not winning a championship this year. I do not see it. They got to, I've literally have said that Milwaukee should have traded Drew Holiday and they should have traded Chris Middleton. They should have traded both of these fucking asses. They need to get rid of both of them. Because neither one of them fit the team that you're now trying to create. Dame. Like, Dame, Giannis. You needed, you need perimeter spacing, also three point shooting, and defense. 
but you also need somebody that's going to actually be healthy. That's why I've always said, if I was them, I would have went and called OKC up to try to get a, a dart who can play defense, who can shoot threes. He isn't a big-name player, but you don't need a big-name three-point shooter. You just need somebody that can play defense and shoot threes, which is kind of the problem with the Milwaukee Bucks right now. They can't fucking defend. And something else people don't want to admit, Doc Rivers sucks at defense. He's not good at it. He can't fucking do it. How the fuck did you have a, a Kawhi Leonard and a Paul George? <laughs> and you still couldn't defend. You made them look completely and utterly inept on defense. I ain't never seen that shit. Luka Doncic was cooking y'all ass for a good bit of, uh, for a good 50 every time he played y'all. My problem with the NBA is a lot of fucking shit. I'm going to cover it this year. Now that we're getting closer to the end. But that's a reason why I haven't talked about it. Because as much as I like what the direction of NBA is, the NBA media has kind of tanked the NBA. With various, excuse me, various debates on LeBron and Steph, and KD. When you see these up-and-coming players, like the, the Darren, the Aaron Foxes, the, the, the Tyree, Tyrese Halliburton's, the St. Gilders Alexander's, the Anthony Edwards, the first thing you do to, to pretty much shit on them is they got to win the rank. You never said that about LeBron when LeBron was in Cleveland and winning and getting to the playoffs. You never said that shit about LeBron. And I'm not saying that they didn't say that shit about LeBron in the sense of, like, he wasn't the face of the league or he wasn't one of the best players in the league. They only talked about the ring with LeBron when it came to the conversation of Michael Jordan. Nobody ever sat there and said LeBron James wasn't the face of the league, even when he was with Cleveland. And the motherfucker literally had uh, – uh, uh, construction workers on his goddamn team. <laughs> fucking, fucking burger flippers as his starting four, his starting five. It was LeBron and some dudes from, from the from the track that they saw in Cleveland. Like, hey, y'all want to play with LeBron tonight? All right, cool. Get in the game and play with LeBron. He's going to do all the work. All you got to do is just stand there. We act like that didn't happen. We knew LeBron was the face of the league. The motherfucker won EVPs even when he wasn't. Like, come on, bro. Like, he was the face of the league. People never said that. The only time we talked about when LeBron needed to win rings is when it came to the uh, the Michael Jordan debate. LeBron, you got to win a ring. If you want to be called the greatest of all time, you got to win a ring. And then when he started winning rings, people still wanted to, I'm just saying. Like, it. we sit here and we act like these young kids, just because they're not winning a ring, can't be the face of the league, and I get it. You probably aren't interested in watching OKC. You're probably not interested. Excuse me. Maybe not interested in watching Minnesota. You're not interested in watching Sacramento. Cool. But the beautiful thing about when I was growing up, and I still to this day would say, the beautiful thing about me growing up, Tim Duncan was in San Antonio. Kevin Garnett was in Minnesota. Kobe was in L.A. 
but you have various other situations. Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, Paige Ostajakovic was in Sacramento. You had, you had Utah. You had all of these various different teams in the West. And I'm not even talking about the East. Where you had Tracy McGrady in Orlando. You had Paul Pierce in Boston. You had Jason Kidd with the Nets. You had, you had so many great teams because they actually didn't have to fucking fall into this bullshit trap that the media falls into where you have to be a superstar, a transitional superstar. People got to know who you are. It's like, no, let the NBA players become organically the best players in the league, which they are. Say Gilgis Alexander is a beast. If you saw him in the playoffs last year, you knew he could play. Anthony Edwards has been that dude since his rookie year. This ain't nothing new. I saw that shit when he got in the playoffs and he started playing Ja Morant. Dude was cooking Ja. Like, like what are you talking about? Like, Darren Fox is finally becoming that guy. Like, it's, I feel like just, it's, it's stupid for people to sit here and debate this. You want to fix the NBA? Y'all want to fix the NBA? Okay, I'll help you fix the NBA. It's very simple how you fix the NBA. Stop making everything about a fucking individual player. And we need to start making the NBA about these teams. There's never going to be another LeBron. There's never going to be another Steph. There's never going to be another Kevin Durant. But we start focusing on the teams and not the players, which is fucking hard to do nowadays. Once we get back to this team has Kobe, this team has Tim Duncan, this team has Chris Webber, this team has Kevin Garnett, this team has Paul Pierce, this team has Tracy McGrady, this team has... Once we get back to, yes, we know the player, but we're focusing on a team. Once we get back to that, we are going... Man, we're going to be back in the NBA because you keep we keep running into the problem of Who's the face? Who's the face? Who's the face? You can't pick a face because there is no face. There isn't. A lot of these teams are getting picked by these bullshit franchises. Like, there is no true face. Whereas for... And and how do you fix the actual gameplay? Stop trying to make the whole entire league about the playoffs. You've shown people all the fuck the, the, the fans care about. Well, not the fans, but the media cares about is who's going to be in the play-in, who's going to win, in the, who's going to get in the playoffs, who is the team to beat in the playoffs. That's all you care about. So when you sit there and ask the question of, you know, why is the NBA not so marketable right now? Or why people aren't really watching the NBA right now? Because you already told us. Your college basketball. We only get excited for you in April. We're only gonna get excited for you in April. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm looking forward to these next couple of games, to be honest with you. But how do you fix the NBA? You can't fix what you've already broken. You've tried to market it so many different ways and so many different ways it's failed. The simplest part of this is very simple. Make the fucking regular season count. Get rid of the in-season bullshit because nobody cares about the in-season playoffs. Get rid of it. It's stupid. Get rid of it.
what you need to do is find teams that like don't do low management. You got to start finding teams that all they want to do is load management because y'all have made this shit a part of the game. And I'm sorry. If I know Joella B's not playing because he's he's sitting on the bench and he's not really hurt, but he's just sitting on the bench tonight because he felt a little tightness in his back, I'm not watching that shit. Or LeBron James, he doesn't want to play because he's rusted. I get it. You're 39 years old, so I get it. But Anthony Davis, old brittle ass, you're 30. Get your ass out there and play, bro. Kevin Durant, I get that you've had injuries. But get your ass out there and play. You shouldn't be resting at all, nigga. The fuck are you resting for? What are you doing? Y'all have made the NBA this, this soft-ass league. That's why the All-Star game sucks. Because the NBA sucks. It's only a mirror of what the... It's only the reflection of what the entire league is, which is no defense... And your star players have more control over what the fuck really happens than anything. So load manage that whole week. And everybody go the fuck home. Because <laughs> this shit is stupid. Anyway. I just want to get that on my chest when it comes to that. Because I am absolutely tired of, I've saw this all fucking week. What is wrong with the NBA? What is wrong with the NBA? They need to get rid of the All-Star game. This All-Star game suck. Every fucking year, we have the same conversation about the All-Star game. Nobody wants to be honest and say the truth. The reflection of the NBA is very simple. The all the reflection of the NBA is the All-Star game. Too many stars that don't really want to play. They just want to fuck around. They don't really want to put in a much that much aggression. If it's nothing serious on the line. If that is the case, why the fuck do we even have the NBA season? Let's just skip to the fucking finals. I don't know, man. But anyway, that is I Believe Sports. I'll talk to you guys soon. I am Brian Janu. Peace.